sensitivity uh, yeah. just so you can hear the birdies here at uh, Bluffers Park 9.30 a.m. May 3rd, 2022 um, I'm sitting on what used to be my favorite bench it's uh, overlooking the entranceway for where they launch all the stupid sea-doos and small boats facing in full growth now, the, uh, the absolutely gorgeous uh, weeping willow tree. It, it's They are just such a thing of beauty. And it stands out, the color, it's a, it's a lime green almost now, against the gray sky and the, the sort of the bluffers, the bluffs, you know, the sandstone bluffs in the background. It's absolutely a fabulous scene. So this is where I'm supposed to be, but boy, oh boy, um, ten minutes ago I was just, <laughs> oh, I was frazzled. So I'm, I'm going to, um, it's funny, I felt when I got here, okay, now I'm going to vent and let them know what happened. And now that I'm sitting here and I'm calm, it, it, it's not important anymore. <laughs> and like I'll have to make a conscience, conscious effort to bring back my uh, my frustration and is it worth it or should we just carry on forward as if nothing happened at Tim Hortons <laughs> um, and by the way there's a 30 foot motorhome parked here, an old timer, a classic a really nice one and I noticed the siding is out and so on and they're not allowed, nobody's allowed to park overnight here but so I would have expected somebody would have come by but uh I'm pretty sure they've been here all night. It's a very nice vehicle. It's, a, it's an old, but uh, classic. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Today started off a bit of a, a frazzle. I had called to arrange to drop off my wife's Mazda to have the winter tires taken off and uh, summer tires mounted. I always go to the same place. It's around the corner on Eglinton active green Ross. I know Errol, the guy runs the place. And uh, they always try and upsell you. Oh, I think you need your cabin filter changed and, you know, this or that. And, and you always say, no, 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 just just the tires. That's all, thanks. Uh, but I, I have had the auto oil change done there. Anyway, so the, the plan is my wife's got to get to work. By nine today, she said, yeah, i got to be there early today. I said, okay, okay. So I was up and ready by 8.30 to uh, to leave. Finally, she called down, I'm ready. And a few minutes later, she's down, we get in the car. Or she gets in the passenger seat of her car in the driveway. And I'm saying, whoa, whoa, you know, you've got to drive to Active Green Ross, and I'll follow you in the Toyota so we can... You know, and then then we leave the Mazda at the uh, at Active Green Ross, and I drive you to work, and I pick you up at the end of the day. No, I got to be there early. No, I didn't know that. 
And I'm thinking, well, you know, we got my son last night out, you know, loading the winter, loading the summer tires into the back of the car. Um, and she says, well, I'm in, I'm in a hurry. I'm, I'm late already. I said, okay, all right then. I'll just have to wake up Daniel. Now, Daniel's sleeping habits are... Um, he's up somewhere between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m., somewhere in there. Always manages to cook a little breakfast for himself. Always a fried egg, something else. And then he's back in bed, and he might not see him again till 2 in the afternoon or even later. And uh, he'll have another meal around 4, and then we're preparing supper at, you know, 5. Anyway, it's, you know, okay, we can do that. And then Malcolm says, well, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind, we'll go. Okay, all right. So I gotta get she. I get out of the driver's seat. She gets in. I go to the garage to open it up, and we've been having a little trouble with her door. You push the buttons. It doesn't open. It opens the first time, and then it won't close. And anyway, you know, that's another story you've already heard about my refusal to pay for a service charge. So, you know, you gotta yank out the key, you gotta um, manually do the whole thing, and it's just a hassle. But anyway, it slows me down. And then, as I'm driving, we'll take the short route, or the route through the neighborhood. Well, of course, it's quarter to nine. Every single kid at Cedarbrook Elementary School gets driven to school. In the old days, believe me, when my kids were going, we'd see children walking to school. You don't see children walking to school now. You see a line of cars, sometimes too deep, dropping kids off. It's just it's a, just a sad state of the world. So to try and get through there with cars shuffling in and out, to get closer to the entrance, it's just a nightmare. So that slows down. So already I'm later and later. Now it's already there, and I'm my God, falling behind. Anyway, I get her to work, and then I'm I'm right there where she works as a Tim Hortons. I'm like, okay, Kim, you're going to go down to podcast from Bluffers. Oh, it seems I'm telling you the story after all. <laughs> Except I'm calm now, so it's not nearly as interesting. I won't be yelling and screaming. Um, so. You know, they don't really... They have a sandwich and coffee special. I don't want the sandwich and coffee. I like donuts. You get six donuts for $3.79. Oh, yeah, you don't have that offer this week. You can have ten Timbits for a dollar. All right, all right, Jesus, I'll take ten Timbits. So I place the orders. It's where are you, you know, what's the nearest one that shows me I'm right at it. I'm right in the line. Okay, bam, here. And uh, place the order for ten Timbits. And then... It goes through and you and you it shows two seventy nine. I don't want to pay two seventy nine and then you you hit the you know, activate the button and it okay, now it's only a dollar. Okay, okay. And I get up there and, and the speaker, you know, they call out, Yes, what can I help you? I've I've ordered. I've ordered it online. Ten Timbits. Ken. Okay, what's your order number? I I I don't have an order number. Well I need your order number. What's your order number? And I'm looking at the screen, and then suddenly something else comes up. Payment method. You know, you don't have an approved payment method. Well, I, I don't... I ordered 10... Tim, I want 10 Timbits for a dollar. 
Well, sir, I need your order number. I don't have an order number. And she says, well, you know, try, try, you know. And and so meanwhile, this car is behind me, of course, you know. I said, can I just drive up? Can I just drive up? Yes, sir. I drive up. There's a bag of, uh, and, you know, there's a note. Nope, no more boxes. We got bags. A bag of uh, 10 dimmits. 279, sir. I said, no, I don't want to. I want a 10 dimmits or a dollar. Well, no, the regular price for 10 dimmits is 279. I haven't got that deal. That I have. So I push it again. Well, now I've got two orders of 10 dimmits for a dollar, but it's still asking me for a payment method, and I'm standing there. And she said, sir, can you come inside? We'll help you inside. And at this point, I'm just, I mean, this went on for quite a while. I'm frazzled now. And honestly, I know I'm a senior, and I know I seem to have trouble with simple things like this, and, and you younger ones are thinking, oh, come on, man, how could you make such a mess of it? But believe me, the Tim Hortons... Or thing is just fucked. It is one of the worst pieces. With the activate and, and the order, and then because there was no, it wouldn't it wouldn't process. It keeps saying continue, continue, push continue, and then you get another error message because you don't have a pre-approved payment method. So you can't. So you're not going to get an order number. It, honestly, it was so fucked. Now I am angry. And by that point, I want a coffee. Like, Ken, you're here. you got 10, 10 timbits. You Surely you're going to have a coffee. Well, by this point, I just said, and I finally just said, I, I apologized, you know. The woman just was indifferent. And I just said, look, I'm I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And I just drove off. So <laughs> here I am, an old man with 10 timbits. But, I mean, it's getting to the, to, to the a deeper story. Of combating age and slowing down, yesterday I was fatigued all day. I could have spent the entire afternoon lying down with my cat uh, and not doing anything. And, and I knew it wasn't healthy, but I was I was tired to the point of sort of depression. And I thought, Ken, you know, you signed up for this um, CAMH experimental program of uh, driving under the influence. You talk to a friend who's done it, um, and she said, it's a blast. It's really fun. But by yesterday, my mind was, there's no way I'm going to be able to get downtown before 9 a.m., you know, using public transit, which means a lot of stairs up and down. So it's going to be well over an hour transit to get down and then spend an entire day, like nine to five. I haven't done that forever without a nap. And I thought, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to back out. Well, part of it was my frame of mind yesterday that because I was tired, it was, it was affecting all my thinking. And I'm, I'm sort of telling you this because for most of my listeners, in fact, probably all my listeners are younger than me. And I'm sort of giving a cautionary tale on what's ahead. Now, last night I had a better sleep, and I, and I woke up and I came to the conclusion, no, go for the interview. You don't even know if they're going to accept you yet. Go for the interview tomorrow, and then make a decision. If they accept you, you know, decide. But don't decide on a day when you're tired already. And see your doctor Thursday and talk to him about your lack of energy or the no zip anymore. What's going on? Is it a health issue? Is it a post-COVID fatigue? You know, what is this that's uh, that's just slowing me down? Because you've got to, you've got to, you've got to be aware of the signs of change. You have to accept some of them. Okay, I need an afternoon nap. That's a pleasure. That's not a problem. 
but what else? You know, the, the I can't do this mentality. I posted in the Dixon Jane Zine just a little quote. It was by Yoko Ono, actually, although I didn't give her credit, uh, about you've got to be careful of societal conventions that says, oh, I'm 70, I can't dance anymore. Yoko's you know, a shining example. I think she's about 90, uh, and she's up there and out there. But you do have to be careful. Um, I mean, careful physically. Don't fall. It's, it gets very costly at, uh, at this age. But not to slide into a depression. I can't do this. It's hopeless. I give up. And sort of see yourself into you know into a rocking chair and uh, have completely given up. Okay, there's my cautionary tale. Speaking of cautionary tales, oh my God, The Handmaid's Tale, The Handmaid's Tale, Margaret Atwood, thank you. Um, it's scary what's going on in the States now. It's uh, overturning the Roe versus Wade. 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 Uh, I'm not going to get into it now. There's enough on Twitter to uh, keep the world humming. But it is, it's really scary what's happening in the United States. You talk about the fanatics that we've, the Western world, has been combating in, in terms of traditional, fanatical, religious zealots, you know, uh, of just these crazy rules that are written down, and this is what you do, and this is what you don't do. Uh, and yet, this, yeah, there are sure signs of this within the Republican Party and the, the uh, you know, a, a lot of people holding a lot of power in the States. It's scary. It's really scary. Um, anyway, I, I'm, we're not going to get into that. We've covered enough crap already for today. It's, it's a busy week. So, interview tomorrow, Dr. Thursday, Friday, off to Pinery Provincial Park for the Road Trek Gathering, which I'm looking forward to. And I'll try and finish this podcast before then. I had my, uh, also, class Monday, so something every day this week, which seems like a big deal, and, uh... My friend Barnacle Bill, who we exchange daily emails, is like, come on, to anybody else, this is nothing. You know, we get one item on the list. Oh, my God, it's a busy day tomorrow. Um, I had my English class, or creative writing class Monday. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Bad, it's not nice to say bad things at all. And, and it was a little looser and a little friendlier um, this last session. Uh, the teacher extended it a week because she missed a week with illness, so it's going to June 20th. Don't know if I'll go to all of them, but I'm certainly going to try. Now, <clears throat> we have a new... Uh, yesterday's topic was plot, how to develop plot. It... Okay. I'm not paying for the class, and therefore uh, I'm grateful to have a free course. Let's just put it that way. Um, and... Yeah, that's enough said. Uh, the assignment is to write, develop a plot for um, a goose and a gosling trying to cross a road. And I think that's a neat idea. Like what, what, how, what? Because it's, you've got all these steps. You've got to build up to a climax and then come down. So she sort of drew a diagram of this graph going straight up, you know, to a, a peak, the climax, and then down and. Uh, and out the way any TV story or everything else is. Uh, but a lot of action steps along the way leading up to the climax. That's where the action takes place. and uh, So that'll be kind of fun. It's another little creative challenge. I had, while she was teaching us, I had done it in my head 
with uh, the story of a, a minister who renounced Christianity. Uh, not Greta, my minister, but uh, somebody else, David Warnock. Um, and how that could be, well, you know, easily his story easily leads to sort of a, a plot and a, with a climax and uh, and coming down in a resolution. Um, but anyway... So, I guess that's worthwhile. I'm glad I'm uh, involved. I'm glad I'm given a challenge. In fact, that'll be my, and that's what I'll do today. I'll write that story. So, I guess I'll end it there, folks. Uh, you know, a little bit rattled from that Tim Hortons, but honestly, to some degree, I blame the software. It shouldn't have been able to to get to a point where, in the middle of an order, I have to start adding credit card numbers and so on to be, to update the payment. I should have been able just to pay at checkout. But no, it needed to be processed while I'm in line, and uh, that wasn't going to happen. Jesus Christ, eh? All right. I'm going to sign off there. Scarborough Dude signing off from Buffers Park on a day. I'm going to uh, restart this day. I'm going to push the restart button and uh, see if I can get a little zip into me. Take care. Bye for now. Oh, that bus is gone. I was going to take a picture. Jeez, I didn't even hear it leave. I guess I was so wrapped up in what I was doing. Huh. All right. Bye for now. Look so wet, 
trouble every time. Look, Mozambique, we are in trouble every time. Look, Zimbabwe, they are in trouble every time. Look, Ethiopia, they are in trouble every time. Look, Israel, they are in trouble every time. Look, South Africa, they are in trouble every time. Let's fight together, let's live together. Remember Arab, yes, they are in trouble every time. Let's plan together and fight for our brothers. Let's plan together. Fight for our sister, Blackie Africa. Africa. Black Africa. Africa. Black Africa. Africa. I started uh, a very nice start in my car, uh, talking about how I should have been recording sitting on the bench. Well, now I'm sitting on the bench because uh, the initial wonderful little opening I gave you uh, was never recorded. So here we are on a beautiful Thursday. Still a cool breeze. You know, I've got my jacket on, but uh, it's lovely. You can just feel a change in the air. It's spring. The grass is just so green. Um, Anyway, it's uh, Thompson Park. Um, I've had a productive week. Incredible. And uh, so I'm going to backtrack a little. Tomorrow is Friday, and I'm heading to Pinery Provincial Park. So I'd rather start a podcast fresh from the park or the journey there. 
I'll call it pinery and finish this one off today so this may be a little shorter than usual or who knows who knows I know I am going to I include a Nigerian song. I was just listening in the car, and it just got to me. And I was, I was thinking, I have a predisposition to liking Nigerian music from having lived there, you know, forty years ago, and uh, it just, just adapted to it. Ah, Nigeria remains such a part of my life, and I, and I would say probably the the biggest. It's hard to say because I'm in seven years in Japan. I got married there, got a really good job that helped me get a house. My children were born there, so clearly Japan had a significant impact. But there was something about that time in Nigeria that probably gave me the boost I needed to get myself to Japan. It got me, my time in Nigeria got me to go back to school. I'd take my TESOL certificate, which got me to. Uh, Japan, so you know all all these things fit together. You can't sort of pull out one block like a Jenga and without the whole thing falling down, collapsing. So anyway, let's uh, let's get back to where we are now, sitting in the park. Uh, yesterday, here's a contradiction. Let's get back to now. Uh, yesterday, I had my interview. At CAMH, that's the Center for, oh, I don't know, I, I think there's a mental health in there, something or other. <laughs> and this is the place that's doing the, uh, closely affiliated with the University of Toronto, uh, doing the study on the impact of driving while under the influence of marijuana in seniors. So, <laughs> so I fit that category. Well, yesterday, I spent from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. being grilled by a student and a, uh, um, a, a by a, a, an, a, no, not a student, a person who's doing, one of the ones doing the case study and uh, somebody observing for clinical practice. So it was thorough. Boy, oh boy. I mean, including urine sample, blood sample, not, no blood sample yesterday, but uh, that will come. Uh, but the urine and blood pressure and then just a list of questions and forms to fill out and including a test for uh, mental, you know, your cognitive processes, the kind of thing they give to seniors. All right, I want you to draw a clock, put all the numbers in and make the time uh, 10 after 11. <laughs> and I messed that one up. I had uh, 10 to 11. And and realized, and, and she sort of repeated on that. Uh, that was one of many little quizzes. Uh, and she sort of repeated the time, and I quickly changed it and, and owned up to having spatial recognition problems. Uh, identify animals. She gave me a list of five words. Uh, let me see if I can repeat them today. Red, velvet, daisy, church. Those are four of the five words that I remember. I don't remember what the fifth one was. Oh, hello, little squirrel. You look friendly. Um, but just, you know, running through that whole thing, and you know, the whole time you're sort of worried, oh, my God, I hope I don't fail this, you know. You, but it was kind of reassuring that I, I aced all these tests. Uh, then a quiz about the whole study that, you know, I was supposed to have read about and prepared for. I got 14 out of 15 on that, so that was fine. Uh, I think the only one I got wrong is, yes, you are allowed to use psychoactive drugs during the te- before or after the test or something like that. Anyway, 
It's a it's the most amazing thing. I guess the point is on Monday, and I don't know if I recorded Monday or not, but I was kind of depressed. My energy level was so low. I just wanted to sleep, um, and I, I was you know that that thing that my doctor reassured me today is quite common that people really are suffering sort of a, a post COVID stress where it's very hard to resume doing the things we normally did. There's an extra pressure on it. And I was clearly feeling that just to, Oh my God, I got so many things to do this week. I'm tired. And I almost, it was at the point where I'm thinking, maybe I'll just pull out of the study. I did not want to have to, get on the TTC and get myself downtown. It just seemed too much effort without the idea that I could just have a nap after lunch, you know, no. So, you know, that, that, and then I realized, and I told my son when he dropped me off at the bus stop uh, yesterday morning, I've got to push myself because I just can't be old and just hanging around the house. It's too early to give up. Boys and girls, it's the lesson I'm sharing. 74, keep pushing. So, I got down there in record time, found the place, went in, and I charmed the women who were doing, the young ladies who were doing it. I was on my absolute best behavior and had fun and, and uh, engaged with them. And, and clearly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm a shoe-in. Um, the only thing is, when they did the blood pressure the first time, it was alarmingly high, and they already knew I was on medication for heart and blood pressure, and, and I was thinking, oh, because what they're trying to do is they don't want people showing up for the test, getting high, and then having a panic attack and freaking out. Uh, this would this would be very upsetting for everybody involved. So they're trying to pre-screen so that anybody who's you know already hearing voices and uh, is a bit paranoid is, is sort of not going to get into the test group so i think i i pass that all right i i joked i said you haven't asked about astral travel you know and i i mentioned i'd seen have you ever seen anything that other people weren't seeing oh yeah i've seen ghosts <laughs> and i realized man that might not be the answer they're looking for but uh they took it they uh they they um, it, it was just the most enjoyable experience because I'm, I, I was, I was into it. I'm at a point in my life where I'm, I'm in my groove, and and this is what was so funny because it was so different on the Monday when I was about to give up. So uh, anyway, today, this morning, uh, half an hour ago, I stopped by at Grower's Retail, uh, just on the corner of Brimley and Lawrence, and, and it's because I'm trying to be faithful. Brimley is the street that takes me to Bluffers Park. It takes me here to uh, to Thompson Park. Uh, it's just a wonderful street that I make good use of here in Scarborough. So I felt I owed, if I'm going to buy pot, buy it on Brimley. And uh, I went in, and they're lovely. They're so nice in this place. Uh, it, it's uh, a, a good place to buy. And I went in, asked for pre-rolled, and she took me to where they were. And so I ended up buying three joints for 20 bucks. Now, normally I would not do that myself. think, oh, that's ridiculous. But I know it's 20% THC. Uh, it's a, um, a little bit sativa. Uh, it's, yeah, anyway, I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, I post. I tweeted a uh, a picture. Um, the thing is, when I did the test yesterday, I said, you know, and she, they said, well, we 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 want you to buy pre rolled, um, so that we can examine the pack and know the content, know what's in it, 
and we'll reimburse you twenty dollars. Well, this came to just twenty dollars and thirty cents. I said, "Yep, yeah, that sound that's just right." Um, and so this is a wonderful thing. This is and, I, and what I told them, I said, "Well, what I'd like to do if I'm going to get into this test is buy some pre-rolled, and then when I go camping this weekend, which is tomorrow to Pinery, I'll try them out to make sure it's a good fit for the test." And she said, "Oh, that's a good idea." She wasn't supposed to say that kind of thing. They have to be very, very careful. They can't ask you to you, you part of the job is you smoke up before the test before you get on the simulator uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that in future so I, in fact I shouldn't even say anything now but it's not secret it's just uh, you know they don't want yahoos involved not that any of my listeners are yahoos but uh, you have to be a regular pot smoker to qualify so yeah okay so where were we doctor this morning um, I said, well, I, I'm just going to ramble on, boys and girls. Don't, don't worry if there's no particular order to this. I'm, I'm talking about how wonderful yesterday was. I will get back to that. I'm going to get back to yesterday, but let's let's catch up to today. Doctor's appointment, 10.15. Get in to see my Dr. Musa. And it's always very brief. I always take my blood pressure. She had to do it five times because it's way too high because I almost ran to get in because before... I was just as I was about to leave. I got a call from Mossport saying, um, "You've only got a, 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 you've only paid for your vehicle. You haven't paid for yourself, aren't you? You know." And I didn't. Re- I thought it was kind of separate that they were uh, ridiculous that they were separate prices. You know, the vehicle should include the driver, but anyway, uh, they needed to charge me an extra ninety-five dollars for the two visits to Mossport that I've already booked for this summer. Uh, and I'm glad about that. Uh, more on that later. Well, that'll be another podcast. You'll be hearing racing cars. Oh, yeah. Um, so that sort of held me up, and so I raced to get to the appointment on time. And, of course, that just raises your blood pressure. And gradually it came down to 140 or somewhere in there. A little too high. I've got to be careful about that. All right. So. He said, I told him about my knee, I can't walk properly, I can't go up and downhill, it's affecting my quality of my life. It's just sort of, you know, yeah, my neuropathy is, you know, I've got all the things that were going to guarantee neuropathy. I'm borderline diabetic. Um, I've got spinal trouble anyway, narrow, I have um, steno- spinal stenosis, narrowing spine, pinched nerves, I've had a history of back pain. So definitely there's nerve damage all along the way, and this is why I have the balance issues and yeah it's certainly not going to get better these things don't regenerate or you know it's not like we're in the world of uh, star trek where they can just sort of fix those nerves (sighs) am i wondering no i'm on sort of on topic anyway (coughs) he quickly gave me a requisition for x-rays i said oh okay i'm thinking oh god i'm gonna have to go to the hospital book an appointment no no there's one in the basement there's a lab in the basement and sure enough just take the elevator down and there you are and uh in 10 minutes, I had had three x-rays on my knee. Isn't that wonderful? The whole thing, the visit to the doctor, the person getting the prescriptions refilled, uh, getting a requisition for this, uh, having um, the new way they collect stool samples being mailed to me, etc., etc. All of this done, total was $4 for parking. That was what I paid. This is it is quite wonderful. Those three X-rays, he'll be he'll he'll have them in no time. Now, there's not going to be anything they're going to be able to do about it, but 
I'm just glad, okay, somebody can see if his knee, if there's a problem there with my knee. And maybe that will go back to the surgeon, but they do not redo knees. They don't take them out. They don't, they're not going to give me a new one. I'm sure there's a huge backlog of knee and hip replacements now. So I'm just going to have to live with it. Uh, Very unfortunate, that tumble I took while camping. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, I know I'm motoring on, but I'm trying to cover a lot here. So let's go back to yesterday. Are, are we still recording? You still with me? Sure. Yesterday. All right. So I finish, and uh, they tell me, you know, I'm going to get... A, they handed me $50 cash and a token to get home. $50 cash. Oh, oh thank you. That was worth it. I'm going to get more money for the other sessions I go to as well. Um, it's almost I feel like I shouldn't be telling any of this, like it should be secret. But hey, this is the Dixon Jane's podcast. This is what's going on with the Scarborough dude, folks. Scarborough dude has got himself into a test on driving under the influence of being high. What could be more fitting for the Scarborough dude? Come on! And to think that I almost was going to back out of this. I, it was like putting a bullet to the, the head of the Scarborough dude. Scarborough dude is dead. He's not doing the test. Well, fuck you. I'm not dead yet. So, all right, moving on. They say, uh, it's a nice day out there now. And I say, yeah, I think I'm going to hang around downtown. Oh, okay, have fun. So off I go, heading west on Queen Street. uh, Sorry, um, College Street, where the facility was. Huge hospital complex. Anyway, I haven't been along College for a long time, but it used to be a favorite street of mine. I used to have breakfast at the Mars, which is still there. I used to know College Street. It's kind of a seedy, seedy feel. Like, Queen Street's sort of been yuppified a bit, tidied up. Uh, the cheap places have just been priced out. But College still has a lot of run-down buildings and uh, interesting little places. So I, I, it was a delightful feeling. And so I knew the day was set. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to have a bite to eat. I'm going to have a toke. I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to make the most of today, staying downtown. Sent my wife a message that I don't think I'm going to be home for supper. And uh, sure enough, I walk past, and there's Frank's Finest, I think. It was a, a, a hot dog burger place, and by God, it's good. And they had a daily special, $5 for a farmer's sausage. Like, bam, choose up to three toppings. It was incredibly good. I, oh, boy, would I love one right now. Um, and it was outdoors at a picnic table, just what I wanted. Perfect sunny day, go in, I'll have the $5 special, that's all I had. Sat at the picnic table, ate that, and enjoyed that little outing. Then wandered around, and I came across a place called the Cloak and Dagger. There was a, a woman, clearly Native ancestry, sitting outside, and she kind of smiled at me. It was a toothless smile, and I smiled back at her, and she said, How are you doing? I said, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? And we chatted. And I walked past her again, and we chatted again. And I, she was just, there were benches there, and she was sitting there, and there was a heavy coat and a suitcase with her. And she, I asked her what, how her day was going, and she had been from Parliament to this place, and I guess there's a couple of, you know, native places along those ways where you can check in when you're from out of town, and... She didn't ask me for anything, but I, I kind of had a feeling, you know, that I should have, I should have offered her something. And, I, and I'm thinking, no, no, hey, that's, no, she wasn't begging at all. She was a nice person, but clearly down on, you know, I mean, hard times. Uh, anyway, 
I tried to get into this place. It was right at the door where she was sitting, and it was called the Cloak and Dagger. Oh, that looks interesting. Well, of course, it was locked. The sign we don't open till 2. So off I head a little further down. I find, I think, you know what I need now? It's just a coffee. And I find the perfect, perfect coffee place. And I went in. And what I'm trying to tell you, boys and girls, is I, my mind was open. I'm free. I'm not trapped at all. I'm not thinking I'm old. I can't do this. I need a nap. I'm thinking, hey... I'm wandering the streets, a free man of downtown Toronto along College Street. Today's going to be a nice day. And so I find this wonderful little coffee shop, and I go in, and what would you like? And I look at the list, and I don't really know. And the guy comes over, and he talks to you, because a coffee shop, they talk to you. A good coffee shop, a lot of Tim Hortons, or what do you want? This was, uh, this was well, you know, how about, a, how about um, an espresso? That sounds good. Well, I'll tell you what. What size cup? He said, do you like it with milk? Ah, I usually like it black. Okay, well, I'll give you this size cup. That's And just it'll be top full. It'll be uh, double espresso. Hey, that sounds good. Thank you. I sat by the window in the sunshine at this coffee shop doing social media, whatever the stuff I do, just feeling good, really, really enjoying a nice, rich, strong black espresso to... Uh, Cover up the sauerkraut taste for my uh, Frank's Finest. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Just right, man. Just what I needed. And by this time, it's about two. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to call Brian. I haven't seen Brian for ages. I'm going to call my buddy Brian, and I'm going to say, you want to meet me? There's a new bar. Brian, Brian's sort of just getting up. He's not having a little nap himself. And he says, sure. I'll be there in half an hour. And I arranged to meet Brian at the Cloak and Dagger. I've never been before. I've just walked past it, found it. This is a place, a native lady sitting out sun. And uh, I'm figuring this has got to be a good place. It looks kind of seedy and dark. You walk in from the outside. My glasses are tinted. They're dark. I can't see a thing. I'm almost like feeling my way towards the bar. You got a friendly bartender called Brian. You got a couple of regulars. You got taps, and he's ready to give you a sample of anything you want to try. This is a good bar. Cloak and Dagger on Queen, just a little bit west of, uh, a little bit east of Bathurst. Okay? Cloak and Dagger. Remember that. College Street. Did I say Queen? I mean college. College is east of Bathurst. God damn. They got a patio out back. Brian shows up. We order our beer, and I said, let's go in. You know, the regulars are sitting there. Brian and I are going to yammer a lot. So let, let's go out in the patio. We're the only two out there. The patio has got, like, picnic tables that are literally rotting, you know, like on slants and, and falling apart. Great. This is the kind of place. It's a wonderful little enclosed back patio. This is a bonus, folks. In Toronto, when you've got a back patio and the sun coming down on you, yes, sir. So... I'll skip through all the details. Brian and I were both in top form. I talked to him openly about how I was so often kind of jealous of him to the point where he was always going to be a nicer guy, a friendlier person who people will like more than me. It's just something about it. This is just true, folks. And I've lived with this for 40-plus years. Brian is just a nicer person than I could ever be. Gee, I keep getting messages, but I'm, I'm going to ignore them until I finish. Um, and also, I think, and this pains me to say it, a better father, a nice, a better father to his three sons than I've been to mine. And, and that 
it's painful to say that, but he's he's just there. He's traveled with all them. They go out together. They just seem it's just a comfortable thing. And there's something about me that just I don't know. I feel I've just kept a further distance from my boys and and haven't given as much as Brian has given to his three sons. And um, I'm sorry about that, but that's something I. I needed to tell Brian, which is why sometimes I don't want to see him, because I'm just reminded of my shortcomings all the time. But we, we talked about that, because he's a friend, and, and it was just, it was absolutely wonderful catching up with Brian again. Now, Brian, Brian has been dealing with prostate cancer for years now. Like, he's been on some heavy-duty drugs and medication and uh, injections, and there's a very good chance this cancer is spreading further into his body. And Brian's days and years certainly are, could be numbered, just the way we lost Glenn a while ago. So it was all the more important to spend time with Brian yesterday, and by the time we finished, we were feeling pretty damn good. We had had three pints each, which for me is my new limit, three pints. Well, not only that, I had half a joint, so I was pretty flying. I, I mean, I was nicely toasted. And then we see a couple of, a, a table of four women come in carrying Guinness. And we hounded them nicely. We, we teased a little bit. We said, you know, hey, are those for us, you know? But that, that just put the idea in mind. We, we need Guinness. We need Guinness. So Brian went in. Brian, generous Brian, this fellow, treated me. Brian brought all the beer, four pints each. Uh, very generous. Brian is just very free with his money. He sold his house. He, he gives lots to his sons. He's just a generous guy. Uh, and yesterday, I didn't mind taking that. Yesterday was going to be a jackpot day. I walk out of this study with 50 bucks in my pocket. I get a $5 lunch and uh, all the beer I can drink. So pretty damn good day. You need every one of, the, one of those every once in a while. And then the, the whole plan from there was I want to take the streetcar back. It's a longer route, a long college, the whole way all the way up to Main Street Subway Station. Um, I get on the streetcar with Brian. We travel back together. He's going to get off before me. And I got a text and it's from my son saying your mom wants you to pick up uh, bread pudding at uh, Warden Subway Station. And I mean, what kind of a strange message of bread pudding? What the hell is bread pudding? Well, it's something now Uncle New from Warden Subway Station. And sure enough, my phone dies just after that. I write back, what's bread pudding? And uh, my phone dies. But sure enough, I get into Warden Station. I got four minutes till my number nine Bellamy bus is coming in. And I find the place. I'm pretty sure in my mind it's got to be this place. I walk in. This is a day, remember, folks, I'm flying high this whole day. This Everything has gone my way. I walk in. You got bread pudding? Oh, sure, right over here. How much is that? Two fifty. All right, give me two. He gives me two bread puddings in a little bag. I hand him a crisp five and go down the stairs, and there's my bus home right to the top of the stairs. Now, I'll go still up. Uh, which is very rare for me up by the time I get home at 10. And we're chattering around, catching up on the day. I'm telling her about Brian. She just seems happy and delighted. And everything yesterday was one of those dream. I've won the lottery days. It was the most incredible, wonderful day. Because I pushed myself that little extra bit. I gave that little extra push. I'm not giving up yet. I'm not dead. I'm not dying. 
well, all right, I'm dying, but I'm not dead. And just that little extra effort is so necessary sometimes, in particular when you get older. Somebody invites you to a party, go! Don't hold back. I'm kind of tired this week. No, I don't really want to. <sighs> anyway, that prompted me to go out and buy the weed today. I'm delighted. Did I, tell, did I even tell that part? But I just, yeah, I did, didn't I? When, <laughs> yeah, I went to Grower's Retail and bought three P-roll joints for myself. Yes, I did. Okay, all right, all right. Anyway, I, I, I think I'm done now. That's a, a recap of what a wonderful day yesterday is and what a week. So, so to have to have gone through this test, to have seen the doctor do on Tuesday, get the tires changed on the car, on Monday to have my writing test. Oh, that reminds me. I finished my story about the goose and the gosling. I'm calling it Lost... Gosh, what is it? Lost Gosling. Go- Lost Gosling learns to listen. There's my title. I love the alliteration. Lost Gosling learns to listen. And uh, I'm going to go and get that printed off today, too, so I can hand it in Monday morning when we read our stories. And uh, i got to go out grocery shopping for my um, camping trip this weekend. Tomorrow I'm off camping. So what? how could a week possibly be better than the one I've just had? It can't, folks. It can't be better than that. Scarborough Dude signing off, just absolutely running on just good energy from, I don't know, just feeling damn good about, hey, moving forward in life, taking action, stepping out, doing stuff, all right? So you owe it to yourself to do the same damn thing. I know Kenneth already is as he marches his way along the uh, Appalachian Trail, day after day after day after day after day after dump after dump after dump after dump after dump. Uh, I just read today about how this is becoming a big problem. They used to, the the rule was uh, deal with your outdoor shitting when you're hiking in the wilderness the way cats do, dig a six-inch hole and bury it, and now they're saying, no, this is this is still reaching the water supplies. It's far too much of it. More people, they're asking people to carry it out to use these special bags where you poop into the bag and it gels, and be careful when you're hiking because you got to put that, you got to pack that damn thing out, too. And ooh. So, um, that's not what our uh, what our fellow's doing, Kenneth. But I'll leave you. If you want to know how Kenneth poops, listen to his podcast. <laughs> Shout out, Kenneth. I love you. <laughs> so glad. There's another just miraculous connection. How the hell do I know this guy, Kenneth Pereira? How the hell did that happen? Well, he's listening to some guy, a guy who did a wonderful podcast in Japan way back then. Uh, the beef, something, Bergenhill beef, the, uh, I don't know, something beef podcast. Anyway, he knows, I know. Scarber dude, happy, 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 bye, bye. Well, this is kind of funny. It's, uh... Probably only five minutes since I made that last clip you just heard about the uh, finding these, looking for signposts. And I got driven away from that beautiful spot because all kinds of cars are going up. I think there sometimes there's weddings and church services and all kind of churchy-looking middle-class people were showing up in their vans. And it just bugs me. I didn't belong there anymore, and I got driven out. And uh, I will get to the driven away from your spot story.
a little later on. That one was more fun. That took place in a temple in Mexico. But uh, I digress. I realized just now that I'm doing these podcasts because I have to do them. I, it's an overpowering urge. I just have to. It's not that I need to. or that, Well, yes, it is I need to. Uh, what am I saying? I'm saying that I really want to, and maybe that's what I'm afraid of. I'm a little bit afraid that they're going to become too important to me, that I'm going to need you, the listener, too much. I'm going to need to keep doing them, and that's what I'm afraid of, and maybe that's why I'm talking about stopping. It's like a a drug habit that, no man, you got you got to quit, you got to give up, you got to let go, and I'm afraid that I won't be able to stop doing the podcast. I know that's got to sound so damn stupid, but I'm afraid it's going to be too important to me and too much of who I am and my sense of identity and self-worth and everything else is going to be tied up in these podcasts. And I'm scared shitless of that happening, that this will become who I am, this disconnected voice coming to you from the dark, from the ether, will be just too damn important. And um, I don't want to let that happen. I'm afraid to let that happen. I'm afraid of what that means. And that's weird. I had an email from uh, Ted at Island Radio talking about only wanting to do podcasts when he feels like it, and that's quite right. And that's exactly, that's the way it should be. You know, I would never be, I'm, I'm doing it every week, but if it happens to be a Sunday when I start, which is today, or a Wednesday, or Thursday, or Friday, I try to get one up every week, but I do it, and I do the pieces when I feel the urge. And that's great, it allows me a lot of freedom, it might make for a bit of a mixed up, chopped up, tossed salad of a podcast, but that's what works for me, and that's what I've got to go by. And uh, if I don't feel like doing them, I just won't do them. But the problem is I know that I will, or fear that I will always feel like doing them. And won't be able to let go. Isn't that funny? Well, there you go. That seemed to be one more thing I really had to say. And now that I've said it, it doesn't seem very significant or very important at all. But I've done it. And we'll carry on and see where this gets us. Huh? Stay tuned, because it ain't over yet.